Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. Um, I've been home a little bit after church. Oh my gosh, church is awesome. Um, we just, uh, well, we had a lot of worship. So um, after service, instead of just ending it, we did a lot of singing and oh, I love worship. So that was awesome. And um, I don't know, sometimes we end early because we have buses and like taking people back to the skid row or taking people. Well, it hasn't, we haven't really done that. We've, I don't know where the buses are going right now because we haven't been in our regular building. But um, anyways, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe we didn't have to bust anybody. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I loved it. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then, well, I, uh, I went to the oncologist today and, um, got some, uh, uh, news, but, um, I am not speaking anything because I don't want to come in agreement, into agreement with anything the doctor says, um, this is like a, I don't know, this is another faith thing. I was listening to Joyce Meyer today, and what was the message? Um, dealing with doubt. I just happened to turn it on. It was perfect, and it was really good. She's awesome. But, um, yeah, um, I'm just learning how to how to school no not school how to manage my thinking or I don't know if that's the right word um I'm just learning to be very aware of my thoughts and what I say out of my mouth, because I do believe death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so, as well as speaking faith versus speaking uh, doubt or fear or it's weird. I don't know. It's like, I don't really, like I was thinking about it today that I have to go back. Like I had an ultrasound last week and okay. So it was kind of weird because I was yesterday and today I was my liver has been aching like because I've had hep C before and 
Um, the doctor, the oncologist told me that I had what looked like the beginning of cirrhosis and that I needed to get the um, hep C treatment so that um, because hep C makes the cirrhosis worse, I guess. And, um, and so I did the treatment and praise God for that treatment because that, uh, they didn't have that because years ago when I first got a hep C, um, in like 2004, I think it was, they, um, they didn't have this, uh, I don't even know what it's... I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's taking pills. Uh, antibiotic, I think. But anyway, so... Um, they only had, like, interferon. And, um... Yeah, and they said I wasn't a good candidate because of my suicidal tendencies. And that, um... Uh... Yeah, I guess it makes you really crazy or suicidal or it's just really difficult to go through and I heard it's just like as bad as chemo so um yeah so uh I was like I don't even want to take that route anyway so I never did and then I just didn't do anything about it I I started eating healthier um not eating a lot of meat and especially red meat, which I have been eating too much of lately, but, um, well, no, not lately, just since Junior was here, but, um, anyways, uh, so, um, that was something that, you know, I kind of already, I mean, not, not that I came in agreement with it, or that I, was just accepted that I had cirrhosis I just never even thought about it and then today the doctor said that I do have it and um and uh it's irreversible but I don't receive that because I know with God all things are possible and he can reverse it in in a second and or just yeah make it completely go away anyway And then um, they saw the ultrasound showed something else. It was tiny, but they want to do an MRI to um, see if it's uh, cancerous or or, uh, nothing. I'm believing nothing, benign, whatever. But, um, and you know... This is where I'm like, okay, I'm still learning this whole faith thing, you know, because I hear some people, like I had a friend years ago that had something that happened to him and it was really bad, like a... I don't want to go into too many details, but, um, just a sickness or infirmity, I guess. Um, and it was so bad, but he was like, 
in denial pretty much like just like like god's gonna heal me god's gonna heal me god's gonna heal me and then um uh didn't go to the doctor and um unfortunately he had to get his leg cut off so um you know this is where i think i know it's just so important that we are led by the spirit and hear the voice of god and listen (laughs) and um so you know there's like extremes like people who just like you know name it claim it whatever um and well when i say name it claim it that's more like people who are like you know i'm gonna get a mercedes and i claim it but yeah that's like prosperity weirdness but i mean i shouldn't say weirdness but i mean i believe god wants us to prosper but not like that like um okay so i don't want to rag on anybody so i just gotta be careful what i say here but um you know i'm like where's the balance like between faith and just believing you know for a good report or believing that god's going to heal me or um and at the same time going well realistically see but am is that even being having faith if i think realistically i mean or possibly like if something if if it were to come out that that whatever this was is they see is cancerous okay so now what do i do do i just go well god's going to heal me i'm not going to believe that report or um yeah like well i don't want to accept it and agree like oh yeah like if they were to say that um but at this because i do know that there is power like okay we're when there's times where i've felt i've woke up woken up and felt horrible like sick or whatever and where i've gone no i'm not accepting this i'm not coming into agreement with this because a lot of times i might wake up and not feel that great and so i'm like okay i'm not coming in agreement with this i am gonna get up and start doing whatever i do in the day and and then i feel great you know so i think it's tricky because i think sometimes the enemy would like us to like wake up and he'll throw a suggestion like oh i feel like crap this morning or i'm so tired or whatever (laughs) and and if we grab onto that then yeah we're gonna feel like crap or whatever so um yeah but like if ooh, that was my tummy <laughs> oh my goodness i wonder if that came on the if you guys heard that 
<laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, so I'm like, okay. Well, okay, when we were worshiping tonight, I was just like, God is so awesome. I just love Jesus so much. But I was just like, Lord, you know what? Well, for one thing, I am not afraid to die. That's just like one thing I'm I'm just I know if I were to die that I would be with Jesus. So I'm not that's not even a concern. Um how I die would be more of a concern. <laughs> like I don't care to know how I would die. But that's the thing I mean, like I still believe that God told me I would be martyred or that I would die not denying Jesus or um and like be martyred I don't know how you know the and then I was thinking a couple years ago oh my gosh when we had the quarantine and COVID and all that stuff and like you couldn't go to the hospital if you didn't I can't remember didn't wear a mask or you didn't or you I, I can't remember. There's so many weird rules. Can't, you know, you have to have the vaccine or, you know, I was just wondering, like, like, because I'm thinking about getting martyred, like, some, like, glorious way. <laughs> Stupid. So, you know, getting my head chopped off or, well, I'm not keen on getting tortured or anything like that but like who knows I don't know some you know some dramatic way or whatever just like so I could give glory to God to my very last breath but then I was like oh my gosh what if God had me just be martyred in a different way of like not being able to get treatment because I refuse to get the vaccine like, or I refuse, whatever, um, yeah, that was a thought, and I'm like, that's not a very glorious way to die, (laughs) but anyways, I'm a dork, um, so, well, and then I was thinking, I was thinking, Lord, I have gone through so much physical suffering (laughs) like seriously you know I mean maybe not as much as other people but like I think the first time I had to go to the hospital and do some I can't remember what it was it was pretty uh I think I was in high school and I had to have all these tests done because they thought that my kidneys, like I might have to get dialysis. I can't remember. I could ask my mom. Um, It was just something, that was the first time that I had to like really get some tests. Then I had to get, gosh, I can't even remember. well, and then I got shot. Um, so I was in the hospital there for almost a month. Uh, just, yeah, you know, broken arm because the bullet went through my 
bone, shattered the bone, and had to wear a cast for five months. And, you know, went through my liver, my lung, my diaphragm, came, uh, got lodged next to my spine. So I had to have surgery for that. Had to have the the endoscopy into I don't know what you call it the the tubes that go up your nose and down your throat, and then the the uh, lung. What do you call it? The lung tube that went through my left side down. Oh my gosh, that thing hurt. The nose thing hurt. I think the nose thing was worse. But, um, and then, and then, okay, having a baby, that was not fun, especially because I ripped from front to back. And, um, yeah, my baby was nine pounds, 11 ounces, and basically split me in half. Oh my God. <laughs> practically I couldn't walk right for like three months after that and then I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia they kept testing me they didn't know if I had uh, rheumatoid arthritis or lupus and then later on I got tested for them both of those and and was diagnosed with both of those after I had cancer um but after that, let me see, what else? Um, oh, then I got married and my husband didn't know he had hep C and I got hep C, got totally deathly ill, just thought I was dying and uh, went to the hospital. I started looking online. I was like, oh my gosh, like I got tested for hep C every six months because I was clean for four years and then I get married and bam all of a sudden I'm sick and I'm looking up online I'm like I sound it's I have all the symptoms for hep C what is going on here I've been tested all these years I didn't have it and sure enough I I uh, they diagnosed me with it and so um and then I had a heart attack, um, I think a year later, um, from, I think from like crack smoking, probably <laughs> weak heart, I don't know, um, and, and then, oh, and then I was, I was getting migraine headaches that were so bad. I was throwing up all over the place. And then I went to the hospital. Finally, they did an MRI and they found out I had a pituitary tumor. Um, and that probably caused the headaches. Those are small. I'm still supposed to check that out too. Um, but uh, to make sure it, it was benign, make sure it doesn't turn malignant and doesn't get any bigger and blah, blah, blah. And, um, but man, those headaches were just horrifying. Um, just, oh God, I can't stand headaches. It just freaks me out. Um, 
And then, let's see, after that. Oh, but that was, okay, no, that was after I, yeah, because that was when I was clean. Before that was when I tried to commit suicide so many times. And I was in the hospital for slashing my wrist, for for jumping off eight-story building, for jumping out of a second-story building, breaking my back, breaking my back again when I was in jail, uh, when I jumped off the eight-story, landing on my head, fracturing my ribs, uh, and my head, landing on my head. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, and I didn't have any bladder control. I had to wear diaper. I mean, I'm talking, this is just, oh my gosh. I can't even, now that I'm talking about it, I can't even believe all this crap that I've been through. Oh my goodness. Okay, so then after... Uh, the pituitary, I, I was always in the hospital, man, like every month, practically, it was something or another, and then, and then my friend, the one from S, uh, Satanic Brotherhood or whatever, she came to stay with me, and I was actually okay during that time, like, I still had some medical issues, but nothing major, but it was right after she left and I got diagnosed with cancer. Well, I, I felt the tumor and I was like, oh crap. And it was weird because like I knew. And it, it was, I don't know, I really believe that the Lord per, like prepares me. Um, and so, yeah, then I get cancer then. Um, it was third stage. They said that well, I had to get a double mastectomy. Um, I didn't go through chemo, just radiation. And um, then right after I had that, I couldn't move my arm. My right arm was uh, in so much pain. I, would, I was taking so many opiates and just crying all night. And my pain management doctor said, um, I think you might have something called RSD or CRPS, um, reflex sympathetic dystrophy. And now it's complex regional pain syndrome, I believe. And I always have a hard time remembering that one, but where and it's graded the top of the pain chart, the McGill chain pain chart um, above uh, above amputating a limb and childbirth. <laughs> and when I saw that, I lost it, and that's when I relapsed. That's when I just went, like, I was mad at God. I'm like, how much more do you think I can handle? Like, this is just, 
I can't. Like, because when I had cancer, I was like, all right, I could do this. Like, let's let's do it. What, tell me what, what I got to do. Let's take care of this. Just get this stuff out of my body, whatever. And, but after all the treatment and everything, I was just like so over it. And so then, yeah, when I, um, when she died, I had to take all these, I had to get stuck about a million times. No, the just for the, I don't know if it was for, I think it was for the bone scan. I had to get poked like 30, over 30 times. I lost track of of the number because they could not find start an IV and and when you have cancer and they have to do tests on you they need to find a vein and so um yeah so that sucked and I had to get a bone scan I had to get another MRI I had to have a CT I had oh gosh all kinds of tests and then they it came out positive that I had RSD. So that's when I lost it. And then um, I started taking, well, they had me on fentanyl and oxy, I believe. They had me on all kinds of, like, well, after I had the mastectomy, I had, I literally, because my tolerant pain, my, not pain tolerance, my, uh, tolerance for, like, it's crazy, because even though I had been clean, well, no, I hadn't been clean, because I had been taking pills, I, like, my tolerance was so high, I, they would give me, I was on Demerol, and Dilaudid, and morphine, and, uh, Oxy, in the hospital like they alternated them every couple hours like it it was crazy and then when I got out they gave me the fentanyl patch and oxy it was crazy and so then I had a pain management doctor to help wean me off of everything but it was too late by then (laughs) I was just like um and I was taking suboxone in between because I, I, I had to see a shrink to be able to get Suboxone because at the time only shrinks could, psychiatrists could prescribe that. I don't think it's like that anymore, but, um, so I would see a shrink and I would get the Suboxone so that in between my, my pills, I would have Suboxone to be able to, um, not be sick because you know I'd run out of my pills like way early like a week or two early well no after a week or two of having them and then I would have to take subs just to last until my next script so that was crazy and then yeah I'm trying to think what else um, then I was out on the street. I had to have, I had a, on the street, I had to have a couple of, I don't even remember, man, if it was surgery or 
I had to be put under one time for because I couldn't poop for literally I did not take a dump for two whole weeks I thought I was gonna die I thought I was gonna die I was in so much pain I I just had been you know doing so much dope and just backed up (laughs) I was like I tried to do everything I was asking the girls like when like what like one girl said well when I was in prison I had um I was constipated and you could stick soap up your butt (laughs) or prune juice laxatives like I tried everything and I was just yeah so I eventually had to go to the hospital and they I don't even remember what they did they were trying to get get a tube down my throat from my nose and they just kept trying to push it down and every time it got to my throat I just I would cough it out and after the fifth time I like was ready to beat somebody up like <laughs> I was like get that thing away from me I was so mad and yeah that was crazy and I was in the hospital a lot of times too when I was on the street I don't even remember but um yeah well and then I can't even tell you how many times I've been 51 would like at least 30 I'm not even kidding like years ago when I was writing it down and trying to think of all the different hospitals I've been into I, it was over 30 it's <laughs> crazy and um mostly just 5150 either I was suicidal or um when I was kicking and I didn't have dope and I just needed a break I would just 5150 myself and yeah oh my that's crazy um so all of that to say oh and then after I got clean um they thought that oh because my tumor markers were up so they thought I had cancer again so they told me uh I had to have all kinds of tests I was getting an MRI getting it getting a CAT scan getting this getting that like and because they could never find start an IV um, to do contrast so they could see what's like in your blood um, or yeah the color dye or whatever um, they I had to go get a pick line and I had a pick line for like almost a, mu- a year and a half just this thing on my arm and I had a nurse come to clean it once a week. She was awesome. I loved her. Um, and uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. And I really believe that the Lord used that because I was able to develop a relationship with with my nurse, and she prayed with me to receive the Lord. You know, right before I got the pick line taken out. You know, I just talked to her about Jesus the whole time. And, um, 
Yeah, so there's there's that part. I'm like, well, God, if you want to use me in that way, where if there are people that need Jesus in the hospital or wherever, and if you want were to choose to use me as, you know, a guinea pig. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, if... If the Lord wanted to use me by allowing me to be ill and so I would be in a hospital and be able to tell people about Jesus because every time I was in the hospital before when I was serving the Lord and in the hospital, I would tell everybody about Jesus. And so, you know, I'm like, well, if who am I to say if God wants to choose to use me in such a way? You know what I mean? And um, then so be it, you know? Um, I still believe that God would heal me or could, or even if he didn't, who am I? I mean, I don't I don't know everything. I don't, you know, um, but I'm his. And however he chooses to use me is not up to me to you know, be telling him how to do it or just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but, um, but the one thing I was thinking about tonight when I was, uh, we were worshiping and I was like, God, whatever happens, I know you're in control and I trust you and I know it's for my bet, my good and and it's for your glory and I'll give you glory you know through everything anything I have to go through I just want to give you glory um but then there's that little part of me that's like man going through cancer treatment just sucks like I'm like okay lord um so I thought of this this I ordered some, what is it called? Uh, It's some kind of weird fruit that is from like another, I don't know where it's from. Um, It's called Sour Sop. Let's see. It's this funny looking green fruit. Graviola leaves capsules. Um, and uh, it's supposed to be able to cure cancer. I was looking it up last night before I even went to the oncologist today because I just, I don't know. I believe that, yeah, and I'm also, I believe that cancer can be, from what I've learned from Shane Eidelman, um, pastor, pantry pastor, I think people call him sometimes, but he's like all into health and stuff. But I've heard him speak because he fasts a lot and he talks about fasting. And I remember him saying that like, um, fasting can cure cancer. Like, um, because what happens, well, I don't know. I don't know the wording, but you can have, uh, 
cancer and then your body um you fast and i think it's goes into keto or that whole keto thing i don't know i don't know anything about keto it's one of my friends was on a keto diet and it didn't do anything but anyways but um yeah so uh what happens is your body goes into survival mode i guess sort of i don't know if i'm using the right wording but um when you don't, it doesn't have any food and then so it starts not eating itself but eating like it it eats the cancer cells like um i don't know I, I, i'm probably explaining it wrong but but um so i looked up a couple things about that and yeah god forbid if if that were to be the case before doing any kind of any i'm just i am against chemotherapy but um i would fast like crazy until like until my body ate all the cancer <laughs> like <laughs> or just eat like all organic i've been kind of lazy with the organic thing lately but um not lazy like just well no i go to farmers market every week i mostly eat whole foods i mostly eat organic but i've been eating way too much red meat and chicken since yeah like usually i never did that like cuz yeah I w- if i ate meat before it would only be like once a month and then when junior moved in with me i was just like <laughs> because he eats meat i like meat you know it's just that i know it's not good for me but anyways but anyways so um yeah but i'm just going to have to get on a really strict diet you know even if it's nothing i still need to be uh, more vigilant about how i eat um i i just got a little lax you know um eating out and yeah i never ate out until junior lived here and um well he didn't really do either but sometimes uh no i just i usually never eat out but i just ate out not that often but more than i normally would but um yeah i don't know um but i have so much peace in my heart and i'm not even tripping about this like i'm just like I I really do trust God and I'm like I know that no matter what happens good news bad news whatever God is in control he loves me and he has my best interests in mind and he's going to take care of me and I really believe that this is more of an attack from the enemy and I'm like, nice try Satan. Like, I am more determined because the last time my book almost got published is when I got diagnosed with cancer before. 
And I'm like, oh no, this is not a repeat. Like, this, no, no. So I'm just like, regardless what happens, I know my assignment right now is to finish this book. So as far as I'm concerned, I do not, this I am not going to bow down to this. I am not going to... I don't care what the news is. I am determined to persevere and get this done, even if it's the last thing I do. And, yeah, and I've, I've only told... Like, I don't think anybody from... I don't even think anybody I know. I know one person who listens to this. Um, maybe two. But, and they don't, neither of them go to the to Dream Center or church um, with me. So, um, I, but I haven't told people from, from there. I told one person, um, and one other person I meant to that had the same name of my other friend that I was going to text but um, uh, I just and Junior's brother but I I, I just um, the people that I told people that are prayer warriors and then Junior's brother and his cousin but um, I just uh, because I need prayer I need them to be praying fighting for me with me not so much just spiritual warfare you know and my friend Amy sent me an awesome you know minute and a half prayer it was awesome and um yeah and that's the kind of like faith I need you know and prayer and just believing with me and you know um Jesus said that uh if we agree on anything and ask that he will do it, uh, two of us come in agreement or whatever, and and I believe that, and so I'm in agreement with my friends who are in agreement that that I th- I'm gonna get a good report. This is not gonna be anything, and um, just go from there. So. Anyways, oh, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> um, but yeah, regardless, no matter what happens, I'm just like, and it, but it is kind of crazy because, see, this is another thing. Like, do I even want to say this, or am I, am I speaking death, or am I in denial if I don't say it? Like. You know, because I know the pain in my liver. I know I've had it before, 
but then and then headaches and just certain things that just really fatigue just just some and then my mom's like oh that's probably why you have like so many bruises I think she was talking about the cirrhosis but um yeah because it was crazy I had bruises all over my legs I was like what in the world is going on here like because I keep running into my bed, my my bread bed post thing. I don't see it because the blanket's covering it, and I'll ram right into it, and then I'll get this gnarly bruise. But I have them on both of my legs. It's crazy. But anyways, um, yeah, like there are just some things that it's it's kind of weird because for the last few months I've really been praying against cancer um and taking authority over the way I feel have felt um so yeah it's just I don't know um I think that when once you a person has had cancer it is kind of, you know, um, not so easy to never think about it again or think that it could come back. Well, because, and again, I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like I'm, I'm afraid of it coming back. It, it would be more like, dreading any having to go through treatment that's why that's why I would rather like seriously go on a 40-day fast than go through any kind of cancer treatment (laughs) if it were to happen I am not kidding I'd rather starve myself and and I know that God will give me wisdom and just yeah whatever I'm not even gonna trip but um anyways it's past 45 minutes and I'm getting flagged so god bless thanks for listening oh the reason why I said I didn't really want anybody at the dream center to know is because I don't want it to get around to Junior because I want him to finish his program and I I don't want him to be worried about it. Um, um, or use that as an excuse. Um, yeah. So, um, the two people that know I told them do not tell anybody so um yeah I kind of thought shoot I shouldn't have even said anything um oh well it is what it is um I mean, I would like to believe that if Junior were to find out, that he would just be praying for me. Because he could pray for me 
you know, more than anybody else, probably, you know, um, with passion and just, yeah, but, um, but I would not want him to use that as an excuse. Ooh, mm-mm. So I'm just trusting God that he's going to just do what he does, God. Um, he's in control of everything. So anyways, I'm going to go to bed. All right. God bless.